This podcast is made by Awesome Panda Productions. Find out more at awesomepandauk.com. Hello and welcome to the RG10 podcast, brought to you by the people behind RG10 magazine. The aim is to bring you interviews, information and entertainment. In fact, anything interesting that's relevant to living around here. Have a listen to this. That's the sound of the musicians of the Twyford Folk Music Workshop. They meet at St Mary's Church Centre on the first Wednesday of every month. It's an instrumental group and the aim is to develop less experienced players or those who are a bit rusty, having perhaps played when they were younger and would like to get back into music. I've been speaking to Colin McEwen, he's the man behind the workshop. I asked him how good a musician you have to be to join up. Uh, well, if you've done the, the classic musical exam, somewhere between about grade three and about grade eight, um, you have to be a music reader because uh, one of the things about ensemble playing is you've got to be together. Because if you're not together, it'll be rubbish. And so uh, this uh, group is aimed at people who read music uh, but want to play folk tunes. You say they read music. I'm a, I'm a guitar player, so I can have a a piece of music, if you like, tab written down in front of me, and it will say C, D, or something like that, and I can change straight like that, but I can't follow the dots, as it were. Yeah, we have the chord symbols on, so it's say D, G, A, E, A, 7, whatever it is. So what we do is use the chord letters. Marvellous. So when you say read music, that shouldn't put people off. They should be okay. I suppose it's quite hard to strike that balance between uh, having the music in front of you so you know, so you can actually get something done, but also the tradition of folk music, which is kind of an oral tradition, isn't it? You kind of, it is spread that way rather than the music being written down. Yeah, and again, that's part of the reason for having the group, because uh, if you look at the, um, uh, the written dots, uh, they only are the absolute outline of the tune, the skeleton, and the way that they're played uh, depend on your style, the type of tune, where you're from, and how you want it to sound. How did this all start in the first place? How did the workshop start? Well, what happened was uh, I was going to a very similar group based in Haddenham, which is north of Tame, but the, the travel distance was killing me. And so uh, what happened was um, I started a clone, and I was amazed at how many people came out of the woodwork to give it a go. I think I got 10 people on the first meeting. So that was back in 2013. Uh, why do you think there is such an interest there for folk music, for, well, for more for coming along and playing, I guess? Well, I think you'd be surprised how many people uh, did music lessons as a child. And uh, so it's pretty common for school-age people to um, uh, play music to some level. And on various instruments, we can, I could go on forever about instruments, but a lot of people have uh, flute, recorder, guitar, um, uh, violin, that kind of thing. And they might have been quite good when younger. The joy of playing music with other people, it's very, very hard to explain to other people who have never done it before. It's quite an amazing sensation, isn't it? It's really good. Um, one of my... Um, uh, regulars um, said um, that uh, uh, 
uh, his playing came on more in six months of coming mm. to the group than he had done in the previous six years. So tell me then about the, the structure of a meeting. Talk me through that. Sorry, a workshop, not a meeting. Makes it sound like you're at work, doesn't it? Yeah. The, the, the structure we ended up with after a few um, trials was to deal with a wide range of abilities. What we do is we have uh, two uh, sort of framework features. One is a thing called a pair called the intro and the outro. The first item is one of just two easy tunes we call the intro. And the idea is just to warm up and people are familiar with them. There's no pressure. I've been playing with these two for uh, really eight years now. <laughs> and um, so people really know those. It's dead easy to you get your fingers warmed up. And right at the end, we play a couple of tunes called the outro. It's not a proper word, I know. Uh, where again, they're fairly straightforward. They are a bit more complex, but everybody knows them. And it means no matter what happens in the middle, everyone can join in at the beginning and the end. And then in the main part, the first half is easy pace. So we play a lot of slow airs. So we might play something like this. That, that kind of speed. Uh, and it's very straightforward stuff. And if people want it a bit slower, they say, can we have it a bit slower? Yeah. Um, and then we have a, a break for a cup of tea, etc. Uh, and then we have a second half, which would go a lot faster. That kind of speed. So by having those two halves um, and the intro and the outro, then everybody can join in at least half. Have you noticed any rises any falls in in the popularity of folk music over the years particularly i guess over the last eight years since uh, you've been running the workshops um it's been reasonably constant and i think the reason uh, is firstly um as i've commented you, you would be really surprised how many people would quite like to get back into music and secondly uh, a lot of traditional tunes the reason why they've survived is because they're good tunes and the classic quote is from General Booth of the Salvation Army, who said, why should the devil have all the good tunes? It intrigues me, during lockdown, were you able to continue with the workshop in any way? Once we got to the ability to have a rule of six meeting outdoors, uh, we were meeting in members' gardens. And the, what we did was, because the, the average attendance um, is about 10 to 12, what I did was I ran two meetings in two separate members' gardens, uh, gardens on two different days with the same program for each, but each half of the group. Uh, and this worked really well. We did wonder, you know, what were the neighbours going to think? But they loved it, didn't they, after about a year of no, of no music at all? Again, we were pleasantly surprised. Uh, what happened was um, uh, myself and two of the regulars shared the, the hosting. And uh, one of the, um, the regulars... It, the way their house is, it was more sensible to use the front garden rather than the back garden. So there we were playing, and neighbours brought out chairs and sat down. <laughs> I bet they did. <laughs> uh, and that, that happened both this summer and last summer. And in fact, this summer, the same neighbour with the front garden, her postman, asked her when we were going to do it again. Really? Well, but that's interesting, though. You don't you don't actually do performances, do you? Did that change your mind at all? Yes and no. On the one hand, I, I, I was actually, again, so very pleasantly surprised because I had to say some items were not very polished. <laughs> uh, but equally, 
the, the thing that I recall vividly when I was at that stage, which is, I'm not admitting how many years ago this is, uh, is confidence. Mm. Talking about adult returners, uh, they, they lack confidence. And playing in front of an audience is quite different to playing amongst fellow musicians who almost by de definition, they've been there. They know what it's like. They know about that you're going to play some wrong notes. Yeah. The important thing is the wrong notes should be played beautifully. <laughs> but, but seriously, though, anyone who says they don't play wrong notes is lying. Yeah. It's, it's what you do next that counts. Yeah. And that's where a supportive group is so much more fun. Mm. No one's going to say, oh, he got that bit wrong. No, do that. Finally, I guess, what are your hopes for uh, Twyford Folk Music Workshop? Looking, you know, been going since 2013. Uh, going when when you're 20 years old in uh, 2033. Goodness me, my math is a bit shoddy. What position do you hope to be in then? Well, there's always a possibility I might have, um, might be too decrepit to play. <laughs> Let's keep it light. Come on. <laughs> Uh, seriously, though, I think we ha we've actually got what's probably about the right formula now. Uh, what's happening is um, there's actually only one person left from the original group, apart from myself. Uh, all the rest have moved on for some reason or another. So there's a bit of a stream through the group. But I see that as a success. If someone with low confidence comes in, or low repertoire, all that stuff, inexperienced, and they mature and um, strengthen their playing, they go on to better things. I think that's great. It's fantastic. So I think we're going to be doing more of the same, but the people are going to be different. That was Colin McEwen from the Twyford Folk Music Workshop, and you can find out more at twyfordmusic.uk. Thanks so much for listening to the RG10 podcast. It'd be great if you could share this with others who you think may find it interesting, even those who've never even heard of the podcasting phenomenon. At the moment, it's just another way that we can all stay connected. If you do have any thoughts about who or what we can include in future episodes, then please do let us know via the rg10mag.com website or maybe in the comments section on Apple or SoundCloud. Thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs>